Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. So good to be here this morning. Good morning to you. Ten minutes after 9 a.m. I'm Andy Griffin, and uh, glad to talk to you. Are you not getting any sound out of your headset, Chief? No, too much sound. Too much sound. Oh, it came in loud. Okay, yeah. There's, there's. Uh, you can either uh, kind of wear it halfway off your ear, or you can find the volume button and turn it down. They, they hide them under the counters here. But uh, we're here with uh, Tiffany Atkin, Public Information Officer for the St. George Police Department, and we've got uh, Chief Robert Stoker, who is the uh, uh, Fire Chief here for St. George City. And uh, welcome to both of you. Glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. It is, uh, I guess, officially fire season now, so uh, definitely something uh, heavy on our minds as we talk about it. We had uh, Robert Melton on uh, last month. Uh, we've had uh, Mayor Pike on and, uh, and of course, the Water Conservancy guys ta- all talking about how, how high the grass has grown. All this water has been great, right? but lots of water means lots of grasses and, and, and fuel for fires. And now here we are, it's starting to dry out, and that's something I guess we really have to think about, huh, Chief? Yes, it is. We've, we've got an uh, abundance of, of fuels out there this year, and like I say, it, it didn't take long for them to dry out. Um, and so we've already had several uh, brush fires throughout the county, wow. along with, within the city and, and just outside the city limits that we cover. So uh, we're, we're seeing an a, uh, increase in, in uh, fire activity once these fires are started. If we can, let's get a little bit of background on Chief Stoker. Tell us uh, uh, where, where you grew up and uh, how you ended up being uh, fire chief here in St. George. Uh, I grew up here in St. George. Uh, we moved down from Salt Lake back in the in the 70s and okay. uh, went to school here and uh, got on the fire department back in 1985. I've been with the city since uh, 1985. And you graduated high school in 84, right? Yeah, Pineview High School. Same year I graduated, so we're the same age. You look much younger than me, by the way. Doesn't he look younger than me? Yes. 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 (laughs) Well, he doesn't have any gray in his eyebrows like I do, so... Yeah, it's been. I've been uh, with the city for 34 years and wow. serving as the fire chief for 21 years. So 21 years as chief. That's impressive, Tiffany. Yeah. Is it? That's, yeah. that's amazing. Ha, uh, I guess, you know, before we talk about some of the dangers of this year, I've got to ask you about your, your history as fire chief. Have there been some uh, particularly good moments as a chief and, and maybe a couple that you'd just as soon forget? Uh, everything's been good. It's, it's, it's been a great career. It's, it's been a great uh, opportunity to work with some some fantastic people in, in many uh, different capacities, uh, doing doing service or you know just just doing the job. I mean, it, it's just a, a fantastic career that uh, if it's a real real true meaning of a public servant, the, the fire and law enforcement both are, are just uh, you know you, you never know what's going to happen during the day or, or what the next call is going to be and and where you can take somebody that's having the worst day of their life and. Uh, and make a difference in that. So I ran uh, ambulance uh, for about 13 years here. When I was a uh, firefighter with, with the fire department, I ran for Dick, Dixie Ambulance Service. Uh, and then when I took over as chief in 98, that uh, I focused solely on, on the chief's position. So, But it, it's been a great career so far and looking to many years to, to come. 
One of the things that I admire most about you guys, or maybe pity you or something, is that when it's 110 degrees and you guys have to put all that gear on, much like the police with their their flak jackets and things like that, I just can't even imagine that because my first reaction when it gets that hot is to take things off, not put things on like you guys do. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we really really take uh, safety as a as a high priority, so we'll rotate a lot of of crews in during the summer and so when you when you do see a fire it'll it'll look like we have a lot of extra crews there but we're, we're trying to rotate those those staff members in and back to our, our rehab area to get them cooled down and hydrated and, and those things yeah heat, so, heat exhaustion is a real thing and a, and a real uh, uh danger yes it, it can actually kill a person yes so we we try to rotate our our crews as as quickly as we can uh, through those activities so we, we can make sure we, we keep them uh, in, in a safe safe capacity while they're, while they're working. We had our bike officers on a few months ago, and they talked about the importance of shade yeah. <laughs> doing yeah. their job. And uh, you don't always get to pick that, especially when you're fighting a fire. And, and usually there's not a lot of shade to be had, I would guess. No, we'll, we'll get a lot of, uh, like I say, freeway either accidents or car fires this time of, time of year. So not much shade out on the interstate. And so we'll, we'll try to you know, put our staff back in our rigs if we need to and, and with the air conditioning and cool down and, and those things. So we really have to be aware of that. E- even our patients that we deal with, uh, if they're outside, like say a car wreck or a fall or those types of things, we, we try to get, get them uh, into the back of an ambulance as soon as we can with, with Gold Cross and work well with them to, to try to make those things so they're not out, out in the heat and the exposure very long. Seems like quite often the first responder, the very very first responder, is the fire department, or or certainly the police are there, and then you call, you know, then you determine if an ambulance is needed and, and things like that. Is there a decision process from dispatch that that decides when when we need to call fire out versus not? Yes, they'll they'll go through their uh, uh, priority system in dispatch. And actually, on, on each call, they'll categorize that call. So they have like a little checklist kind of yes. thing or whatever? Okay. Yes. And, and so it, it's a national system that, that's used nationally and uh, depends on the determinants, whether uh, fire is dispatched or EMS or law enforcement. But it, it really works great in, in St. George and, and the county, really. I mean, we all work together mm-hmm. really well, and, and it's generally the, the closest resources. So even though if 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 we we receive a call to our 911 dispatch center at the police department uh, and they're dispatched out even if a, a resource isn't dispatched but they're close and they they can hear that call they'll respond to uh, at least get there and and try to take command and start doing stabilization of, the, of that incident and until the other hmm. resources get there so we really have a great relationship with our all of our law enforcement agencies fire and, and emergency medical services in in the county and in our five county region how many uh, fire stations or firehouses are there in St. George? We have seven currently, seven. and we're looking at building our, our uh, eighth one. Uh, we, we did have eight, and we've sold the old station on Main Street. Mm-hmm. They're just across from the pizza factory. Uh, we, we turned into a, a brew pub and, and restaurant, uh, helped the downtown. Well, of course, what else would you do with the fire department, right? You know, fire station. <laughs> so we're, we're getting ready to start construction on one out in the Little Valley area, South Little Valley. Uh, so that'll be... Uh, Hopefully within in the next few months we'll actually get that started. And so where's their closest one right now until right you get now that one it, done? Uh, it's on River Road right there at uh, 2330 South. And then okay. also in, in Sun River responds that way. So the one right there at exit 2 at Sun River. I guess with the exponential growth we've had, there's a, there's definitely need for kind of exponential growth with the fire department. Yes, we're, we're looking at, at a, a lot of growth in that South Block area, both uh, uh 
in the desert canyons and then the desert color subdivisions along with with little valley so really that's the way that the city's uh, growing we're also seeing a large increase uh in in the ledges area again uh, we have an automatic aid agreement with winchester hills fire department that uh, that assists us on calls up there uh, to help okay. help those areas right now and then we're also seeing some some major developments on the west side of town uh, out by sunbrook and the green valley area there's some new developments going in out there so can you uh, talk about the airport? Is, it, is, is the airport under your jurisdiction, or, or what, what's your relationship with the St. George Airport? We uh, that is that is a, a city airport, so it, okay. it's actually under the operations uh, personnel out there that, that, that run the the, uh, the crash truck that we have out there, the, the ARF truck, uh, and then we back them up. So we have a great relationship with them. We 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 train with with the airport and we respond out there on any calls that they have. So it's it's. Like I say, they're on the airport grounds uh, almost 24 hours a day, so so they take the uh, ARF training, uh, the airport training uh, annually uh, for their certifications. And then, like I say, we, we back them up on, on all calls out there. With the runway closed, are they what, what are they doing right now? Are they helping you guys a little more? Or? They actually are still staffing that because there is still helicopter service that, that flies into there. And, and so they're maintaining uh, just like they usually do uh, on, on a normal schedule. Uh, so they've, they've actually uh, are still up and running and, and protecting the, the airport grounds, plus along with the helicopter services that are flying in and out. Well, that's awesome. First of all, let me just thank you, Chief, and your, all, all your firefighters, volunteer, reserve, part-time, all the guys that, that are involved, guys and ladies that are involved uh, with that uh, for your service, and you too, Tiffany, and, and your department. Uh, we, uh, a lot of us can sleep because uh, you guys don't sleep on us, so we really, really appreciate that. Let's talk about fire danger this time of year. I mean, obviously, we, we talked about the dryness of things, but uh, it, it's a funny little relationship, fireworks, because we love to recreate we love you know shiny things that go off in the sky and things like that but uh i mean i I think most fire fire uh, department people would say i just assume we ban those all together because (laughs) they create some every year we they create some fires that just shouldn't happen yeah we we'll we'll have a risk every year with with fireworks uh we found that uh through the years it is it's something that's very difficult to completely ban right uh for about nine years, I served on the, the Utah Fire Prevention Board, which makes the, the regulations for fire code and, and these types of decisions on a state level, and that's what we fall under. And it's uh, when we deal with fireworks, that was probably the the hottest topic we ever dealt with. No uh, pun intended, there. Yeah. yeah so it's uh, what we found <laughs> is is when we try to restri- the cities that have tried to restrict those uh, completely completely ban them. Uh, had some major political outfall from that. Mm. Seems like fireworks are one of the rights as an American that they want to keep. So we've tried to restrict the areas that you can set those off, and those are on our on the city web web page. They're actually it's right on the front page of the of the city website, sgcity.org. Yeah, and you just just click on the fireworks, and it's an interactive map that our our fire marshal and our GIS division and, and IT have worked on. You just enter your address, and it'll pull it right up to, to whether it, that's a, a restricted area or not. And so uh, we ask that, that you know, the, the public, if they are going to use those, use some common sense and, and check those maps to make sure that there's a lot of areas in the city that are restricted. And so the one thing we've also found is, is it's just like illegal fireworks. We can put restrictions in place, but 
but people still light them off in restricted areas, and they still bring in illegal fireworks from out yeah. of state. So please, if, you, if you're going to do those, buy those from a, a reputable dealer in, in town. There's, there's a, a lot of uh, grocery stores that have them set up inside and then the tents outside. Uh, we do inspect those on a regular basis. We found a, a couple of those in the past selling illegal fireworks, hmm. at which time we, we shut those uh, Shut them down. Shut shut those tents down and, and uh, pull their license from them. So we do take it very serious, uh, again, but there's always people that will light them off in the restricted areas, and, and those you can be cited and, and pay for any suppression costs plus any damages. So we do have several right now that we are, we are still collecting uh, fine money from. Hmm from the last couple of years. What a payment uh, plan, huh? It's uh, pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah. And, and so there's a few that, that they they couldn't pay the full price, uh, you know, at, at once. So the court system actually did set them up on a payment plan. And wow. They're making payments on a monthly basis to go back in into the city uh, general fund. So It's not worth it, folks. Uh, no. Talk a little bit about the, the fireworks that are legal. Now, for a long time in Utah, you couldn't have fireworks that flew into the air. Is, is that the case now where are we at on flying the fireworks that go into the air i guess they're legal for now there's some that are legal okay again if, if they usually will come in a multi-shot uh packaging and and so once you light those those will those will shoot off uh, and they they go fairly high it used to be uh fairly simple for us to tell which ones were illegal because you just see them going in the air and yeah. you know, it's like being stranded in a boat and you set a flare off we know right where you are you're at and we come yeah, and, come get me come and have a talk <laughs> with you but several years ago they they did allow these uh, newer type aerials uh they're they're non-reloadable so if you're reloading the tubes with the with the mortars those are illegal hmm. we see a lot of those uh some of the issues that we we find in both the legal aerials and the illegal is they're they're not secured very well and so they have a tendency to tip over and when they do they're they're still you know shooting those remaining uh, fireworks off that's that's one thing that we've had a lot of trouble with uh starting fires both brush fires and and some home fires some structure fires Mm. and so uh again a lot of people will see those aerials and and call uh the dispatch center and and complain that, that you know there's aerials going off they're illegal but they actually have to uh, we have to look at, at the list and the name of the firework and really and kind of determine, that complicated yeah, huh? some of them are like I say most of them if, if if you're reloading those with the reloadable mortars then then those are illegal and uh, as long as you're buying those like again from the from the sites in town that are set up and licensed then they should be uh, totally legal if there's any questions on those just give us a call and we can we can look at our list and there's actually a list on our website of, of legal fireworks. Hmm. It's quite long and lengthy, but if there's any questions on those, just please give us a call at the at the fire station, and we can uh, we can review those for you and get get answers to you. If you buy them in St. George, you're probably pretty safe. If you buy them in you know Valley of Fire or whatever down in Nevada, you're probably not very safe. Yeah, and we'll we'll I'm see guessing. a lot of those come from from Wyoming and and Nevada back into the state of Utah. That you know, like I say, they're they're illegal, and, and those carry their own. Uh, set of fines and, and citations hmm. if if you're if you're found with those. We're talking with Robert Stoker, uh, police chief or fire chief, excuse me, here in St. George. And, and Tiffany, if, if you can talk a little bit about the fines and about uh, so are are is the police department busy this time of year looking for that kind of thing, especially as we get close to the fourth and the twenty fourth? Yeah, absolutely. We get calls on it. Um, 
same as what Chief was saying, sometimes it's a misunderstanding of whether they're legal or not. Another thing is uh, the timing. Time of day you can light those fireworks off. Mm. That's, a, that's a huge thing to know. Be courteous of your neighbors and... And the times that you yeah, can so midnight, light those. Midnight fireworks, not very cool. The only time you can light your fireworks up to midnight is on the 4th and the 24th of July. Um, and we're talking summertime, of course, in, at Christmas time. And um, Chinese New Year is different. But if we're talking about July, the 4th and the 24th, you can light it till midnight, starting at 11 a.m. to midnight. And then um, on the 20. Let's see, that sells. On the 2nd, 3rd, and 5th of July, and the 22nd, 23rd, and 25th, it's 11 to 11. So Does that make sense? So there's, a, the, I think the misconception is it's a three-day cushion on either side, and that's it's not technically a three-day cushion on either side of the holidays. No, so this year it's going to be July 2nd through the 5th, mm-hmm. and July 22nd through the 25th. Okay, so you still kind of have the three-day before, but not afterwards. Not it's after. just one day afterwards. Not la- no. Okay, and, and that, that cushion is so, those of you that didn't get them lit off on the 24th, you can light them on the 25th still. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Keep the party going. Otherwise, they're going to sit in the basement for a, a year and, and maybe be another fire hazard yeah. uh, sitting in your basement. Yeah. What's the, what's the process on the fines? I mean, do you, do, does the police department actively go out and, and write tickets or, or citations? Yeah, if we find a violation, absolutely, um, especially if there's people that are willing to sign as a complainant. Mm-hmm. You know, they get woke up, but. One or two in the morning. Most of us have to work the next day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know I do. <laughs> yeah, me too. And probably, we're all about well, having Chief's fun. probably got the weekend. No, no, he's going to be really busy, actually. <laughs> we so. do stay very busy this time of year. All right. Uh, we, Seth has been very patient on hold. Do you guys want to talk to Seth yes, for a moment? Yes, You're good with that? You bet. How are you, Seth? Uh, really good, and I was just wondering if the fire chief would mind that I've got this huge bank of Roman candles and bottle rockets, <laughs> and I'm going to burn uh, all of my grass that I can't get around to weed-eating around my property, so it's not a hazard. Would that be okay? Uh, this time of year, our, our burn season is closed. Uh, uh, we do that for a reason so when you do set off your illegal roman candles and bottles rockets that they don't catch your grass on fire there you go actually i was i was curious how many uh, kittens do you take out of trees we actually do a few of those and i i actually made the front page of the paper years ago by getting one off a off a power pole out at the old Dixie Downs racetrack. Were so, you up in a big cherry picker? We, I was on the end of our aerial ladder. So oh, wow. When the, when the chief says you're going up, then you go up. So, yeah. so I, I have actually done that personally, and uh, we, do, uh, we do respond to a few of those calls every year. Uh, I assume you wear gloves. Those little kitties have sharp teeth and, and, and really prickly uh, claws. So uh, I'd wear my, you wear your gloves, I hope, huh? Yeah, we, we wear a turnout coat and our gloves. They're, they're not too excited to see you when you get up there. Even there you go. Now for a serious question. Year in, year out, around the year, what is the most common ignition source uh, for fires throughout the county, please, and and how can we mitigate it? What's the number one advice you could give us to keep uh, our property and our homes safe? You know, there's there's various ignition sources. I'm not sure which one would be the uh, 
be the most. Uh, during the summer months, we get a lot of, of, of lightning. Uh, but along the freeway, we, we get a lot of uh, tire fires. You'll have a, a flat tire or a chain that's dragging that can spark. All these things will, uh, will ignite fires. Uh, in, the, in the city, we see a lot of uh, unattended youth, especially when, when school gets out. We'll have an increase of, of brush fires uh, just from uh, youth with uh, either lighters or matches that are, that are out in the... Those knuckleheads we were talking about earlier, yeah. Out in the fields. So, and we've had some, some fairly uh, extensive burn injuries from those. We, we had one a few years ago where a youth was wearing shorts and tried to stomp the fire out after he, he ignited it, which ended up burning his legs uh, pretty severely. So, uh, But it's it just a lot of different things. We have, uh, you know... Uh, cigarettes, uh, burning materials like that. We, we've had uh, during during our authorized burn season and not authorized burn season, we have people that, that are burning uh, yard waste or things like that that will get out of control and, and spread. We'll see a, an increase of, uh, uh, like I said, when, when people are burning, they don't have, have the fire out completely. We've actually had some sheds and and some outbuildings that uh, that have burned be- because they haven't uh, extinguished those properly. One thing that we do see with fireworks is after they're they've discharged those fireworks, uh, we recommend they they soak those in a in a bucket of water or leave them out. Maybe if you're doing them in, in the street, sweep them into the gutter, but leave those out. Uh, we've we've seen a lot of times where they've thrown those fireworks into the trash can and. If they're next to the home, we, we've had a, a few of those where the trash can will catch uh, on fire due to the fireworks in the you know late late at night after the, after they've gone to bed, and actually uh, uh, extended into the attic uh, or through the through the wall of the home and, and caught the home on fire. So a lot of these things are are, are really uh, just take the time and, and think about safety. You know, I mean, we want people to have fun. We want them to do them have have their opportunities to do. Uh, fireworks, but make sure that you're doing it safely and, and you're using some common sense and, and really thinking about, you know, the, the, the dangers that are involved in those. Well, let me just comment that as far as I'm concerned, you know, all that stuff about the Roman candles and, and bottle rockets uh, was, a, was a joke. But uh, in reality, I consider fireworks, except, you know, in public displays, to be burning money. And, and honestly, I don't need to burn my money up. I have so little of it. So um, I don't participate, and I think I got that from my mother. They, they had firecrackers back in the day, and she thought she heard one whistling or doing something, and she picked it up to listen to it uh, more carefully or see if that's where the sound was coming from, and it exploded next to her right ear, and she had lost the hearing in her in her right side in her right ear. Wow. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, um, if it's not done professionally, um, I would prefer that either me or my family don't quite do that and let the people who know how to do that do it. And I remember the black or the red hill on fire almost every year when they did the uh, uh, displays up on the hill. 
And I just want to thank uh, Tiffany and, and the fire chief there for their services. And we, uh, in the public, we really do appreciate your time and your effort and the uh, challenges that you face on a day-to-day basis. And my hat is off to you, and I thank you. Thank, thank you. you we really appreciate Appreciate the call today. Good to talk to you. Thank you. And Nine, I, 934. Go ahead, Chief. That does bring up... Uh, uh, concern that we have with with injuries. If if you do have fireworks that don't detonate, uh, let those sit for at least thirty minutes. Don't don't pick them up. We've had some uh, horrific hand injuries, face injuries, uh, where people will pick those up and they'll actually explode. And and you know we've gone on some calls where they've they've had some some life changing uh, injuries due to due to those fireworks. Well, like Seth was saying with his mom and her hearing, I had a, a good friend of mine who was missing several fingers on one of his hands because the same thing picked up a firework, thought it was dead, it wasn't dead and and uh, that's something you can never get back. Mm-hmm. They don't grow back. You know, you don't get your hearing back uh, or at least uh, not very often and so you're right, life changing. Absolutely. Life-changing. We're on with uh, Robert Stoker. He's the fire chief here at St. George and Tiffany Atkin, public information officer for St. George uh, Police Department. We're going to take a time out to check in with the weather forecast and uh, and uh, get a couple of commercials in. You're listening to The Andy Griffith Show on new News Radio 94.9890 KDXU. With Southern Utah's most accurate and dependable forecast, here's ABC4's Adam Carroll. We're in for a mild night in Dixie and St. George as we'll see an overnight low of 68 as you wake up this morning. Breezy conditions all day long, mostly sunny skies, 99. 50 degrees this morning in Cedar City, 85 for the high breezy and mostly sunny. With Southern Utah's most accurate and dependable forecast, I'm ABC4 News Meteorologist Adam Carroll. Dreamland Furniture, home of the $5.99 Sofa Love Seat Set. Visit their new location at 967 West Red Cliffs Drive in the Albertsons Shopping Center next to Harbor Freight. Right now, 78 degrees in St. George, 85 already in Mesquite, 80 degrees in Hurricane, and it's 69 degrees right now in Cedar City. Again, the high near 100 today, uh, 67 for an overnight low, 96 the next couple of days for the uh, forecasted highs on Wednesday and Thursday. No rain in the forecast. That's good news, bad news. It's going to be great weather, but uh, that means our grasses are going to continue drying out. We've got more with the uh, fire chief and with uh, Tiffany Atkin from St. George Police Department when we come back. Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Great to be here this morning. I'm on with the Fire Chief Robert Stoker and uh, Public Information Officer for St. George Police Department, Tiffany Atkin. Welcome again to you two. Great to see you here. Yeah, thanks for having us. We like to come hang out with you for an hour. It gets a little warm in here when the sun comes in, but then the sun kind of clears the crest there and it, it starts to cool down a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got a good view over the old St. Jeezy, don't you? Yeah, great view yeah. of out, out here on North Bluff Street. Uh, if you want to call and talk with the chief or with Tiffany or with me, 673-5890, 673-5890. We're talking fireworks a little bit and fire danger and, and just fires in general here uh, in St. George. When's the last, I mean, everybody hears about the big one, you know, the big fire, uh, burns multiple homes or whatever. Have we had a big one in St. George uh, in your tenure, yeah, we've had a lot of big ones. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, but yeah, we we average a uh, couple structure fires, home fires, or business fires a month. Uh, like so a, a month, lot, a wow. lot of those are uh, so far have been accidental. We've had a few that are you know suspicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, our last uh, large one was the stake center down uh, middle of sure. town, and 
Uh, we're still working on, on I, a cause for that. I was just going to say, have we have we made any progress? I mean, it, most people assume that was intentionally caused, and and so do we have suspects? I mean, is it, it hasn't been determined for sure. Not yet. We have uh, our, ourselves, the St. George Police Department, uh, Utah State Fire Marshal, and also the uh, ATF working on that case. So uh, quite quite extensive, but uh, there, we're following some leads. But so far, we're we're still. Uh, like say following up on on some things but haven't found a, a definite cause yet we, we know where it started and where the origin was but just trying to find out the ignition source so do you so so when there's a fire uh, obviously the first priority is to get the fire out and, and and protect people's lives but after after the smoke is cleared so to speak when does how does an investigation take place when, when do you start looking into why the fire started We'll actually do that at the time we're dispatched, uh, trying to gather information on, on the fire when we arrive, our first arriving units, uh, along with doing our size up was what we call it, and our, our 360 around the building. They'll also uh, take note of, of you know, where the, where the majority of the fire is or any burn patterns, those, those types of things. Once the fire's out, uh, it, it, it's overhauled, what we call it, you know, get all the hot spots and, mm-hmm. and, and those things uh, taken care of. We have our uh, uh, own investigator uh, with with the fire department, and so a lot of times uh, we'll look at those ourselves. If, if there's anything suspicious, or if, if there's uh, uh, maybe a fatality, those types of things will in, will include uh, the police department with their detectives, and then also the Utah State Fire Marshal has a uh, a number of investigators. We do have one here locally that that assists us quite a bit, and so a lot of times we'll, we'll bring those different agencies in, not only uh, just because. Uh, we're having maybe trouble finding a, an ignition source, but we'll bring them in just for an extra set of eyes. You know, hmm. their experience, uh, those types of things. We we like to bring uh, the agencies in at, at the beginning of, of the investigation, and so as, as we move a, across that investigation process, you know, we're we're disturbing things, we're moving things, and so we, we'd rather have uh, all the agencies that we feel are necessary at that time, rather than trying to call them in later. And, and try to catch them up. And so a lot of times, if, if, if it is suspicious, we'll hold off our investigation and uh, actually call those agencies, make sure we're all here, and, and uh, start as a, as a united uh, command, so to speak, and, and, and do that. We had one, uh, it's been about a year ago over in the Sunbrook area. It was a, a home, second home. Uh, individuals lived in Salt Lake. Uh, neighbors noticed it on fire. Uh, it actually burned the roof off. Wow. The whole attic and, and everything were, were burning, collapsed down into the home, two-story home. And the burn patterns were just really out of the ordinary. And we actually uh, called upon our, our local fire warden for the state and the county, uh, Adam Hyder, to look at the lightning mm-hmm. uh, maps that, that they use. And so generally we're not bringing in the wildland into a structure fire investigation. Sure. But we're able to use that, and uh, it actually showed lightning striking that house uh, wow. on their map it hit right there at, at that address and that's that's what we were thinking that that may have started that because the neighbors had said you know that we heard a loud uh, thunder and, and lightning flash uh, earlier in that evening and so we were able to like say use use a lot of resources to uh, to look in, into these fires and, and find the find the causes a lot of times People will be home and they'll they'll let us know. Here's what you know I was doing, or you know we had one uh, out by Desert Hills High School a, a couple weeks ago that right. a gentleman was working on his car in the garage and uh, 
car ignited and, and you know, extensive damage to the garage and the home. But, you know, like, like I say, where an on-scene witness actually tells you what, here's what happened, here's, you know, so those are those are the those are the easier ones. Easy ones, but yeah. like, like I say, it is it's it's quite an extensive process, but really a, an interesting process to uh, put put a fire back together and, and follow the burn patterns and, and actually find the ignition sources and, and those things. So. Do, do you get to be personally a, a part of that investigation, or do you kind of leave it to the other guys to get to, to do their job? No, I'll I'll generally be in, be involved in that. Oh, cool. So it is it is a neat process to to go back through, and then there's a lot of times that. You know, that's when, when we do our, our reporting to the state and then into the national reporting system, that's where a lot of your uh, recalls come from, you know, coffee makers or dishwashers. Right, 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 right. We actually had uh, an apartment complex down on 1100 East down by Harmons that had some dishwashers that were malfunctioning. Up, uh, when they closed the uh, latch to lock it, they'd actually have some wiring that were. So we were able to look on the, the consumer product safety page and, found that all those dishwashers had been recalled, and so they were able to contact uh, their dealer and get all those, those dishwashers replaced. But it's, it's because of fire departments, you know, taking an active role in, into an investigation and, and reporting those back in. That That's how the, a lot of the recalls and, and things come back for vehicles and all kinds of different products. That, Good. Are, that are unsafe and, and need to be recalled. Good cautionary tale, too. If there's a recall on a product, there's a reason for it, yeah. and you need to take it seriously. And that goes right down to your my, my car for years had the recall on the airbags. You know, we had that big air, airbag scandal, mm-hmm. and uh, it took me forever to get them. I finally did get them done, but, you know, for a long time, I was like, I don't need that. I don't need that, but I'm glad I got it done. So it's off yeah. my, I got it checked off the list. <laughs> so we do have a caller on. A caller you're on with uh, Tiffany Atkin with Robert Stoker, Andy Griffin. How are you today? Fine, thank you. Good morning. I have a question for Tiffany. Speaking of dangers, um, it's in regard to scooters. Like up at the Red Cliffs Mall, now there are 25 scooters up there. And where do we find out uh, the regulations for them? I mean, uh, this is all so new, and I was walking out of Dillard's, and I almost got hit by a young man on a scooter. Inside the mall? No, walking. Oh, just out. outside. Okay. Right, because there's they're using the sidewalks up there for their fun time. They gather um, at uh, Barnes and Noble, and I don't know what the age limit on those are for some of the children. But this little boy, he had to be no more than ten or eleven. It was uh, driving in and out of the parking lot between cars. Uh, so where do we find out what the regulations are on these? Well, I can give you a little bit of information on it. As this is evolving, we're trying to, you know, make make it safe for everybody, yet enjoyable, yet um, convenient for everyone. So in regards to age, anyone under 8 is not allowed to drive a scooter. Um, 8 to 15 in age, they need to be supervised by a, an adult. And they're supposed to be an adult within the vicinity yes. of them using yes. it. Yes. Now, we know that that's not the case most of the time. Right. Um, if that happens and there's kind of a safety issue, feel free to call the police department. You can call the dispatch non-emergency line. We're happy to come out, chat with that juvenile, maybe talk to mom and dad, educate them a little bit. Because there is a learning curve to it. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, a, a great thing for our community. It's fun for the kids, but it also creates problems. So what about the security officer at, at the mall? Is he responsible at all? 
I can't. I, that's a great question. I don't know what his responsibilities are in regards to the mall. You could mm-hmm. talk to him. It is private property. Um, you could start there, and if you're not satisfied with that, like I say, we're happy to come out and and make contact with that, but with that kid and the parents, and and see what we can do to educate them. Okay, uh, you know, there's not a speed limit on the scooters, I believe, but they go pretty fast. Yeah, I think they're uh, set to go about 12, 12, to, 12 15. to 15 miles and, per and, hour. And the mayor did say last week on the show that there are certain areas where they can actually make them so they can't go as fast. Like if they're right downtown, they yes. actually they we actually will them police themselves. Yeah. Yes, we have them slow down when they enter certain parts of the city. So what's good to remember that is if you're on a scooter and you're on a sidewalk of any type, um, you're still considered a pedestrian, but you're a pedestrian on a scooter, so you need to yield and be careful to other pedestrians on that sidewalk. If you're a if you're a person on a scooter and you're on the road, you're considered a car, and you have to behave as a car. You have to yeah. obey all the traffic laws and regulations as they're set up as if you were driving a vehicle. So those are kind of the the general rules to live by when you're on these scooters. Is there anything on the Internet to... Uh get all of those regulations you could no? look on stgeorgecity.org's website and search around there i'm not sure what they have on their website we're going to kind of look while we're talking here okay. um, you can also look on the spin app uh, or their spin website they would kind of try and stay in line with that like i say we're we're still trying to to uh try and figure out everything so it's kind of evolving as as we go if you have questions you can also call the city um 627-4600 i believe and see if there's someone there that can kind of help you with those ordinances because i don't know all of them right now and i know they're ever changing so and i know our our mayor of st george is really good about taking input to, sure. to heart. He takes, every time he's on the show, he's taking notes of uh, people's questions and, and he does research on them. We're so. definitely led by some great people for sure. So, yep. all right. Well, I appreciate thank the you question. all for your service and, and uh, I appreciate the input. You bet. All right. Thank thanks you. for the call. Appreciate Have it. Have a great day. 673 if you want to talk with uh, Officer Atkin or Chief uh, Stoker. I yeah. want to call him Bram Stoker, and I know he's never heard that before in his life, uh, Dracula and Bram Stoker. But my name being Andy Griffin, I, I'm used to being razzed about my name, too. So. Seems fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, it'd probably be nice to have some of Bram Stoker's money, huh? It would be. Yeah. And we've, we've, I've had that before, so you're All right. not the first. Andy Griffin Show brought to you in part by Joe Shoney. He's a local loan consultant focusing on customer service. Listen to some of these reviews. By the way, he averages 4.9 out of 5 stars online on the review sites. Uh, this is Clint in Layton. He said, Joe's always on task and always communicating the status of the loan. Communication is key to closing on time, and Joe makes that reality, a reality each time that I work with him. Let's go down to uh, Michelle Z in Duck Creek. She said the transaction was very smooth. He was so clear on what was needed and our deadline lines. My loan got approved on time with no unnecessary delays. He was always in contact with me throughout the whole process. Love it. Joe Shoney, again, loan consultant focusing on customer services. Phone number is 590-6300. That's 435-590-6300. Email joe.shoney at nafinc. Welcome back to the program. Andy Griffin with you live. I've got uh, Chief Robert Stoker, who's the fire chief here 
for St. George City and uh, Officer Tiffany Atkin as well with us from St. George Police Department. Again, uh, great to have you guys here. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Six seven three five eight nine zero is the phone number if you want to get a question in. Again, we're talking fire dangers this time of year, and we're, we're just down to four or five minutes left. But uh, you know, I I I think it's strange that we we fuel this uh, this uh, season the fireworks. Now, I, I, I'm I'm kind of I guess I would lean libertarian in the fact that I don't think we need more rules. We, we have so many laws and rules, and and almost feels like at times it can be oppressive. You know, I, I use the example of my every time I get in my Mustang, if I don't put my seatbelt on right away, it goes ding 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 ding, tells oh, me I sure. need to put my seatbelt on. And you know, and I understand the importance of seatbelt. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is sometimes it gets kind of cumbersome to have all these rules and everything. But by the same token, the fact that fireworks are legal. Considering the public safety involved uh, in having fireworks, it's almost mind-boggling to me, especially now that I've gotten a little bit older and fireworks don't hold the uh, quite the um, excitement to me that, that they used to. And, uh, I, I, you know, Tiffany looking at I'm thinking, well, that's almost like, okay, let's make uh, opioids legal for, for three days a year. Everybody go out and have all, all the drugs you want, whatever, and then two days after the holiday's over, you can no longer take the drugs. And it seems like that's almost what fireworks are like. Let's make fireworks legal and start a bunch of fires because, you know, it's going to happen and then after you know after on july 5th or july 25th let's make them you know they're no longer legal and and i just i, I guess it surprises me i know you guys can't really take a hard line on this because you have your jobs to do and and you deal with the public sector but sometimes i'm just blown away by it all okay let's take it a different direction let's okay. think about if you could light fireworks every day of the year mm-hmm. when are they going to lose their allure right mm, so they're they're a treat they're something that we get to enjoy a few times a year if we enjoyed them every day, they wouldn't have as ooh and ahs that we love to all gather and we sit and, and sweat and can't wait for those fireworks. <laughs> so let's consider it, you know, it's a treat. And how lucky are we to be free enough to be able to enjoy these uh, days of the year where we get to celebrate um, our independence and our freedom. And um, we're certainly not trying to oppress anyone. We just want everyone sure. to be safe. We don't want people's property destroyed by a firework, and we're certainly not saying that you can't have fun and enjoy them. I would just say, like on our Facebook page, St. George Police Department, Utah, um, we have the link to the fire department's page that kind of gives you the map. Follow that. Just uh, be safe and have fun and enjoy and and go from that's, there. That's a I good mean, spin on it. Very, very, very nicely let's, let's done. Be, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, be positive about it. It's a great time of year. We look forward to summer and barbecuing and sweating and is, is there a number chief uh of fires that are cost maybe not just a brush fire those that you you can put out relatively cheaply and easily is there a number every year that are caused by uh, fireworks uh, structure fires or, or big fires there are i'm not sure the the count on those we we have seen a decrease in the last oh, several years uh, i think with the uh, awareness and the education that that not only us but nationally that, that gets out there for fireworks uh, we have a lot of people that, that really take the safety factors into into mind when they when they do these and, so, and if everybody did that then fireworks wouldn't be a problem right yes would would if you always had a bucket great. of water and, and dispose of them properly and things like that it would it would really help and we we did a few years ago that the legislature actually opened the whole month of july for fireworks really and uh that didn't last very long and it they, didn't go very well did they, it they kind of th- their thinking was that if, if if we spread them out over the whole month of July, that that maybe you'd have less every day, but it it really caused some issues, and and so they did go back to the the set dates, 
for those. And, and But really, it's just, you know, if you have any questions or concerns, please look at our website. Please give us a call. Uh, our office number is 627-4150 at, over at the Fire Administration. And uh, we'll return your call as soon as we can. If, if we're not in at the time, please leave a voicemail, and, and we'll get back with you. But, again, if there's any questions or anything like that, we just ask that people, you know, really – they call them safe and sane fireworks, which is kind of an oxymoron, so to speak. <laughs> but uh, really, if, if you're buying the fireworks from the local vendors that are licensed and, and uh, inspected, they should, like I say, all be legal. Like I say, we have found some that were selling illegals in the past and, and pulled their licenses. But uh, just do them in a, in a safe area. They'll have uh, information at those stands that's required by the state of Utah to, to hand out to people as, as, they, as they purchase those. The dates, uh, you know, and just some safety precautions. Our website has a lot of safety tips on fireworks, so so please just uh, let us know if you have any any questions and do them as safely as possible. Yeah, we don't want anybody hurt, and we certainly don't want any houses burning down or anything like that. And uh, we don't we don't even want you to have to find people, right? You no. know, just do it right. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, have fun, enjoy the enjoy the holiday. Well, uh, Officer Atkin and uh, Chief Stoker, we've used it up. I appreciate you guys Sweet. coming in. Any final thoughts before we go? We've got about 30 seconds. No, just again, just if you have questions, call us. Be as safe as you can. And, and, and uh, like I say, just follow that, that restrictive area map the best of, of your ability. It, it brings it right down to your address. So Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming in. You're Thank welcome. You.